Praise the Lord, everybody. What a great, great atmosphere tonight and expecting God to do great things in this service. And yesterday morning, about 4.53, after some prayer, the Lord told me to go to a certain book in the Bible, and I began to write down what he was telling me. And then today, he told me to go back. Show me more, and I'm going to give you tonight what the Lord has for this church. I believe if I've ever had a word from God for a church, I possess one right now. But I want to make sure that the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, gets it through me, and I don't get in the way. I never look at my notes when I preach, um, but I, I may look tonight just because I was writing it all down the best that I could. Um, I give honor to your pastor, and I will do that every service. I love him very much. And I know you do too, and I know you're thankful for him and his family. Amen. And I give honor to to Bishop Price, and, and I love you very much. And that's the man of God right there. If he wanted to, he could be the greatest storytelling voice on the radio of all time. He has the ultimate voice, I think. And uh, I love him very much. I'm glad to have my wife here and kids and we're very glad to be with you. Book of Ezra. I'm just using this as a text. Ezra 6, verse 14. This is not the book that I would be preaching out of, but the book of Ezra, chapter 6, verse 14 says, And the elders of the Jews builded, and they prospered through the prophesying of Haggai the prophet. Zechariah, the son of Ido, and they builded and finished it according to the commandment of the God of Israel. I want to stop right there. That's what I want to preach about, the prophesying, the prophesying that led to the prosperity of Israel. And the Lord told me to preach God's sevenfold promise to Frankfurt. God's sevenfold promise to Frankfurt. Lord Jesus, I thank you for what you did in this place a few weeks ago, raising the dead. I thank you for the anointing and the power of your spirit that is obviously evident among your people. And you have brought people here tonight to hear from you. And I pray in the name of Jesus, you would take over the rest of this service and do what you want to do. I bind every demonic spirit and any human spirit that's against the will of the Holy Ghost right now. Unleash your power and send your angels down to this house and do what you want to do to whoever you want to do it to. We give you complete authority and liberty. Take dominion, Lord Jesus, right now as only you can do. Would you clap your hands to Jesus Christ one more time? Don't you love him? You may be seated. Thank you for standing so long. Everybody in this building has a situation that they would like God to intervene in and see a change in it. It may take you a few minutes to think about it, but I promise you there's something in your life or someone in your life that you'd like God to do something miraculous and change what's going on. Everybody in here has something going on outside these walls that they'd love God to intervene in. And Israel had a situation. They had returned from from captivity, the exile was over, and they are rebuilding the temple which had been destroyed. And they're 16 years into a rebuilding process, 16 years where they're trying to rebuild the temple. 
and they're not getting anywhere. They're, 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 they, the Bible said that they sowed much, but they brought in little. They were doing everything they could to make the temple better, but it wasn't working. And this is where Haggai the prophet enters into the Bible and enters onto our text and into your scene of your life. God always has a prophetic voice where he has a divine purpose. If there's a city that God has a divine plan in, there will always be a prophetic voice that comes around to that city. The prophetic is always sent to the places of destiny and purpose. God will send people that are used in prophetic ways in certain areas of the country and of the world and not send them in other places because there are certain atmospheres and arenas that the prophetic, once it gets unleashed in the atmosphere, can change what's going on. And for 16 years, they're rebuilding but they're getting nowhere. They're trying, but they're not getting anywhere. And the problem was nobody was speaking what God could do. They spoke about all the things they were doing. In fact, the Bible said they were building their own houses, and they were getting successful at that, but they were not building the house of God the way they wanted to at the speed that they wanted to. And everyone was doing a good job talking about good things and probably loving on the Lord and had a good prayer life, but nobody was prophesying about what God could do in the area, and that's when God will send somebody to open their mouth and start unleashing the promises of God when there's a divine purpose for that church or for that region. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. That's why you have to be careful what you say and who you say it to. You may think your words are shallow, but your words carry weight, and if you speak life, God can do crazy stuff, but if you speak death, God can do terrible things, and some people are their own worst enemies. They curse the church, and they curse everybody in the church, and then they wonder why they go through hell themselves. It's not that theirs cursing the church is so powerful, but the tongue spoke death, and the tide came back at them. And so death and life can go from you and can return to you. If you want to bless yourself, speak life to other people. Speak joy to other people. Speak blessings to other people. But if you want to curse yourself, constantly curse everybody in the house of God works that way. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and Haggai starts unleashing the promises of God. And yesterday morning early, God said, go to Haggai. That's a, that's a, that's a crazy book to read. You don't, you don't wake up in the morning and think, I would love to read the book of Haggai today. That's just something I want to see. He's the tenth of the minor prophets. The minor prophets are known for doom and prophesying gloom on Israel and despair. But yet this man hides in the gloom and doom prophecies as someone as a voice of power and prosperity and strength to the church and Haggai's name means festive or festival it actually was Haggai in the Hebrew it means the festival of God most historians believe he was born during one of the feast of tabernacles on the day of the feast he was actually born while they were celebrating and so they named him after their celebration it's awesome to name things in your life that possess connection to the blessings of God. Always talk about that service when God 
raised someone from the dead. Speak life everywhere you go. And they named him for something joyous. We've got too many people that constantly speak negatively about everything in their life when they should open up their mouth once in a while and realize I'm only alive right now because of the grace of God and the mercy of God and the love of God. I could speak some good things from my spirit if I wanted to. Promise number one that Haggai unleashes on the church and it's coming to this church right now is in Haggai chapter 1 verse 13 and then we'll repeat it in Haggai chapter 2 verse number 4. God doubles up the prophecy and he said I am with you. Before I ever get deep into the promises for this church the first thing God wanted Israel to know and God wants you to know is I am with you right now. Not I shall be with you not I was with you but right now where you stand I am with you right now I am a God that knows about your yesterday and knows about your tomorrow but thank God he knows about right now I serve a right now God does anybody else know what I'm preaching he's not a God that looks at yesterday and says you can't make it tomorrow he's a God that sees you where you are right now and if you'll do what you need to do in the right now moment in the right now atmosphere that's the kind of promise that can come to you I am with thee chapter 2 verse number 4 he repeated yet now be strong O Zerubbabel saith the Lord and be strong O Joshua son of Josedek the high priest and be strong all ye people of the land saith the Lord and work for I am with you. You may not shout over that, but I guarantee every demon in hell gets nervous. When you start declaring that God is with you, it doesn't matter how many haters you have are in this house that can't stand you. When God is with you, it does not matter what flesh is against you, what person can't stand you, what person is talking about you, wants to see your demise. When God's favor is upon you, when God is with you, there is no flesh that can rise up against his power. I said it Sunday. I'll say it again. They came in one way, but the Bible said that they fled seven ways. The Bible said, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. I am with you. Very shallow. He starts off just telling everybody, hey, here's the first prophecy. God's with you. Hang in there. God is with you. It's a personal thing. God's with you right now. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. The Lord's still here. And then promise number two comes in chapter two, verse number five. Promise chapter two, verse five is according to the word that I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt. So my spirit remaineth among you. Fear you not. The second promise he told me earlier in the morning was that my spirit is among the people. That sounds shallow. It's not shallow. There's a difference when I am with you and my spirit remains among you because the Bible said where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and things flatten. Mountains turn into plains, the Bible said, not by might nor by power but by my spirit, saith the Lord. He said you shall have power. After that the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit 
Spirit is come upon you. When God says that his Spirit is among you, what God is saying is my power and my authority and my demonstration is among you. I shouldn't have to beg the last ten rows to be on their feet right now. If you were here and saw God raise someone from the dead, you know that the Spirit of the Lord dwells in this house. I've got no reason to clap my hands. You have a reason to clap your hands. You've got a reason to worship God. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. But if you're in Frankfurt and God's raising the dead and God's healing cancer and God's touching bodies, you know his spirit is among you. And then... He said, let's go to the third promise, chapter 2, verse number 7, and then verse number 8. I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory. The word glory in the Hebrew is kevod, K-A-B-O-W-D, but it's pronounced kevod. Glory right here literally means abundance. Honor, riches, reputation, and reverence. He said, I will fill this house with reputation, riches, honor, and abundance. And the next verse said this, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, saith the Lord. He said, tell the people, do not worry about anything financially. I am in control of everything you fear, everything you worry about, everything you're discouraged by, every threat that you're under. And my glory, will invade your house. And when it comes into your house, your house will go from whatever it is now to a house of honor. I'm not just preaching to your church. I'm preaching to your family right now in the name of Jesus that God knows what's in your house and what needs to be in your house. And God's going to send honor and God's going to send riches and God's going to send reputation and God's going to send reverence and the glory shall fill the house. Some of you are getting it, but some of you are grabbing it. There's a difference. You get it. You say, oh, that makes sense. That's good. But when you grab it, the word becomes yours. And you say, that's mine. I'm not leaving it. This thing, that was a good point. But I inject that in my spirit. That word belongs to me. Hallelujah. Promise four. This is chapter 2, verse 9. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former. Stop right there. The word greater in the Hebrew is gadol. It means larger in number. Larger in intensity. Larger in sound or loudness. Larger in in importance. I promise you the spirit world's stirring right now because I can feel them behind me. 
When you understand the building you're about to go to, the latter house, what you felt in here is awesome. What you felt in here is amazing. But when you get there, I'm here to tell you right now that you're going to see greater numbers, greater intensity in the moving of the Spirit. You're going to see greater moves. It's going to be louder in Frankfurt than you can even imagine it right now. It's going to get loud in the whole state. It's going to get loud in the whole nation. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. That word joy is loud harvest. In other words, when you get ready for the real move of God that he has for you, he doesn't do it quietly. He doesn't do it silently. But the whole world shall know him. The whole world shall hear what's going on in a church that's having apostolic demonstration and power. Paul said, when God saved me, he didn't do it in a corner somewhere. I'm not a hidden vessel, but God has pulled me out. And God has pulled you out to make some noise. The Bible said, make a joyful noise, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Somebody shout, our church will be larger in number, larger in intensity, larger in sound larger in importance our church shall be larger in number in intensity in sound and in importance our church shall be larger in number larger in intensity in sound and in importance somebody clap your hands and worship your God the devil is already defeated in this area and he knows it he knows it he knows it Promise number five, Haggai released from his tongue is in chapter two also, verse number nine, same verse. Go back to verse number nine, I'm sorry. It's in the same verse as the one that we just put up. Because the Bible said at the end of that verse that in this place will I give peace. The word peace is shalom in the Hebrew. It means completeness in number. It means soundness in the body, and it means welfare in prosperity. Let me preach right now to the spirit world. I come against every voice that comes against this church, and comes against the pastor, and comes causing all kinds of friction, and all kinds of anxiety, and all kinds of pressure. In the name of the Lord, you hear the word of the Lord. Aggie, I promised it, and I'm releasing it to this people right now, that before long, the peace of God that passeth all understanding is going to invade this church. It's going to invade your house. It's going to invade your body. It's going to invade your wife's mind. It's going to invade your children. Every family in here, I prophesy to you that the peace of God is coming to you. I know you can't see it. I rebuke the spirit of fear and the spirit of doubt and condemnation and shame and guilt in the name of Jesus. And I unleash the peace of the Holy Ghost in this place. Somebody shout, I shall have peace. I shall have peace. I shall have peace. You may not need that, but your neighbor might be going crazy for a reason right now. 
Don't roll your eyes at somebody out worshiping you. If they need peace, there's nothing more powerful than peace. When you've got peace, it doesn't matter what the devil's saying, what's going on around you. When you've got peace on the inside, it doesn't matter what the bank account looks like, what the job said, what the spouse is yelling about. When you've got the peace of the Lord, it doesn't matter. God said, I know the thoughts that I think about you, toward you, and they are thoughts of peace. That's what the Lord said. Peace. Be still. Somebody, I told you Sunday night, this year, long trials are coming to an end. Hear me. Someone, that you haven't had peace in three years. You haven't had peace in six years. You haven't had peace in nine years. You hear me? The peace of God is going to come into your house. You won't even see it like an invisible wind that walks in your room. And you're going to not worry about the things you always worried about. You're going to have this confidence in the Lord. Everything's going to be okay. I probably told you before, but the book of Job has 42 chapters. In the first two chapters, Satan is unleashing havoc, killing everybody in Job's family, making his wife doubt him, causing sickness in his body. But from chapter 3 to chapter 42, the word Satan is not mentioned one time. And in between chapter 3 and chapter 40, you've got Job's friends talking trash. And you've got Job trying to figure it all out. But at the end of the book, God opens his mouth. Why? Because God always gets the last word and the final say in the last two chapters God blows everybody's mind and God gives Job double what he had before. Job asked God 181 questions but God spoke 184 times back to Job. He was letting Job know I've got an answer for every question you have and when I speak there's no human that can rise up and speak against my power or my word and survive for my word shall not return void. Peace. Then he goes deeper. Promise number six, chapter two, verse 19. Is the seed yet in the barn? Yea, as yet the vine, the fig tree, the pomegranate, and the olive tree hath not brought forth. He said, everything you've planted is not working. But from this day will I bless you. The things that were supposed to work didn't work. So God said, all the trees that weren't bringing forth fruit, I've got this now. Stuff that should have worked didn't work. So I am taking over. And from this day. See, we're not shouting on this right here. Because some of us aren't so sure that starting tonight, God's going to reverse some stuff. Some of us believe God can do it next month. And God
God can do it in June. God can do it in 2018. But God wants to know, is there anybody that believes it's starting right now? That when you leave this place, my hand takes over what your hand can't do. And the stuff you're planting that's not growing, why don't you let my hand get into your harvest? And watch what I'll do. He said, from this day will I bless you. Somebody ought to just thank the Lord right now. I don't know if that's just for me. If you don't want that, I'll take that right now. I'm sick and tired of hearing everything the devil's saying to people. I'm sick and tired of repeating what he's saying to me. It's time to start speaking some life around here. It's time to unleash what God is about to do, what God has planned. And God said, from this day will I bless you. But somebody has got to open up their mouth and prophesy that they're going to be blessed. From this day will I bless Where are you, Haggai? Promise number seven, last verse in Haggai 23, chapter 223. In that day, saith the Lord, host, will I take thee, O Zerubbabel, my servant, the son of Shealtiel, and saith the Lord, and I will make thee as a signet, that's a, that's a sign or a ring, actually, and for I have chosen thee. The word chosen there is bakar in the Hebrew. It means decided for thee. I've already made up my mind for you. Many are called, but few are chosen. So I wrote it all down. And I was getting ready to close my binder. I thought what I had the Lord wanted me to say. And then it hit me. He said, go back to Sunday morning. I said, okay. He said, you told the people the first well they dug was Esek. It means contention. The second well they dug was Sitna, means strife. Third well they dug was Rehoboth, for God's given us room. The fourth well, he said, was Sheba, but you didn't give him the meaning, the meaning. So I looked at the word Sheba, and the word Sheba is the place of the sevenfold oath. And God had already given me the seven promises for your church. And I already preached about this, and I didn't even realize it. That God has seven things coming to you. And you better let your spirit open right now. Because when you found this demonstration and this dimension of the water flowing, you have found seven things in God. He is with you, first of all. His spirit remains among you. The glory shall fill this house. The glory of the latter shall be greater than the glory of the former. You're about to have peace. From this day, God will bless you because God has chosen you. It's a seven-fold promise for this church in this city. The number seven is the number of completeness. 
and everything that's resisted you and come against you personally and corporately. You better know God's got a book and he sees every devil talking trash and he sees every person saying no and every person trying to fight against you. But when it's all said and done, no matter what well you tried to dig that the enemy tried to stop, when it's all said and done, you will find the water and deep in that surface is a sevenfold promise God's had waiting on this church for years. You hear me? God's had it waiting on these people. You've just tapped in to a dimension that you've never seen before. The spirit world has shifted among you and you're at the doorway. Go in and do what God wants you to do. Expect the favor of God. Some of you, you, you grabbed on to one or two of the things that God promised. But the whole seven is for this church. But what's so amazing about God is God can give all seven things to the church. But he knows you just need one of them right now or two of them right now. And just as powerful as God is to give this word to a church that he's got divine destiny and purpose laid out for. He's got something in your own life. He knows the peace that you need right now. He knows the blessing you need right now. He knows that someone needs to know that God's with them right now. They're stressed out of their minds. Someone in here needs to see the spirit of God among them. Someone needs to believe that God's going to fill their house with the glory that used to be there. He caught them. Some backslidden kid is going to pray through and come right to God and live right mama listen to me God has their number God knows what they're doing God knows where they're at and if you just trust in God God can get beneath that surface of that rebellion and that hatred and that spirit and God can cause love that used to be there to get back in your house somebody hear me the glory's in here right now I said the glory's in here right now the glory's among you the glory is among you the glory is among God's already decided it. It's already done. You can't fight it. You can't stop the blessing of God. He said the blessing will overtake you. When I decide something, no matter what the devil's condemning you about three weeks ago, 30 minutes ago, three hours ago, three years ago, 10 years ago, when God decides to bless because God's chosen you, it doesn't matter what the screaming demon is saying. The voice of the Lord cannot be challenged, cannot be spoken against without some kind of consequence because the voice of God demands respect because God formed this world with his voice. And if he speaks like he's speaking right now, it doesn't matter what your past says God can do and God can't do. It doesn't matter what your trouble says God can do and God can't do. It doesn't matter what your failures say God can do and God can't do. God said, I've already made up my mind and I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. You can't change God. You can't stop God. You can't resist God. And when God decides to bless, it doesn't matter if it's Satan himself coming against this church. He will not succeed for the gates of hell shall not prevail against the Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. 
and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Then pray, let the spirit of Haggai get upon me. Let the spirit of Haggai get upon me. That everywhere I go, I'm a threat to hell. Open my mouth and start reversing the curse everywhere I am. No matter what families are going through. I was on a plane last week from California to Tennessee. And a Muslim lady sat across. She was not born Muslim. I could tell she was converted to Islam. She was covered in tattoos. She had just covered them up with her robe. And she was not from the Middle East. And she sat down across from us. And she had a two, maybe at the most, one or two-year-old baby. And she sat that baby down in that seat. And she began to pray. And she began to pray. And she began to pray. And she pulled that veil over her face. And she stared at me with hatred in her eyes. She knew that we had something she didn't like. And so I began to pray just as intensely as she prayed and as long as she was going to pray I wasn't going to stop praying and as she began to every time the little baby I would look over he would look at me he would just smile he just wanted our attention so bad she would smack him she kept hitting him over and over and over and over and she made a mistake she made a big mistake she called the baby's name and she said shut your mouth Esau But she didn't realize what she just gave me that baby's name to pray about every single morning. And so every day for the rest of my life, when I'm up in the morning, baby Esau is going before the throne. You hear me? The Lord's already told me that baby will get the Holy Ghost one day. He'll be baptized in the name of Jesus. He'll be delivered from that evil spirit his mother's in. She messed up. She said his name. And when she said his name, I said, thank you. Now I can pray like I've never prayed. Hear me? It doesn't matter what devil is resisting. God will open the door and you will see the favor of God like you've never seen before. You've got the Holy Ghost talking tongues a moment right now. You got the Holy Ghost praying the Spirit. You got the Holy Ghost praying the Spirit. You talk- oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Backsliders are coming back. 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 They've been out there. They've tasted the world, and it's not as good as the glory of God. There's nothing out there that can complete you like the glory of God. There's nothing out there that can satisfy you like the glory of God. The glory of the latter house will be greater than of the former. In this place will I give peace, said the Lord of hosts. And from this day will I bless you, for I have chosen you. 
if you were anywhere in those promises, if your situation is anywhere in those promises, would you step out of your pew, don't pray yet, but come up here to this altar. If your situation is connected to anything that God promised can be unleashed to this people, then come up here right now. I'm going to pray over you. And the Holy Ghost will take over. Hallelujah. 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 By the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus, I curse every spirit of Satan that's been sent to these homes right now. Every spirit sent to their minds, destructing peace. Every spirit sent to their finances, devouring things that seem to come in and be taken immediately. Every spirit sent to make them feel that the glory has left their house, that the spirit of Ichabod is in their house. Every spirit that convinces them that God has left them and God's spirit's not among them. Every spirit that's trying to lie and tell them that none of this is for real. Every demon that's cursing them, attacking their sleep, attacking their home, attacking their marriage, attacking their children, every spirit messing with their health. In the name of Jesus, I command you to flee as of right now. You get out of their house, out of their apartment, out of their trailer, away from their car, out of their bedroom, away from their job, away from their baby, away from their mind, away from their health. If you need peace, lay your hands on your own head right now in the name of Jesus. God, switch their frequency as of right now. Let them hear what you want them to hear. Let them feel what you want them to feel. Let them see what you want them to see. And everything that's not of you, remove it right now. Block it from their mind. Erase every image. Erase every memory. Erase every thought peace be still peace be still Peace, be still, peace, be still, peace. I don't know why I'm on that one right now, but the devil's not going to get your mind. You're not going to have a nervous breakdown. Hey, I rebuke stress in Jesus' name. I rebuke anxiety in Jesus' name. I rebuke peer pressure and bullying at your school in the name of Jesus Christ right now. I rebuke that intimidation that gets on you every time you go to work in the name of Shakashata, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Your sleep's going to be healed. In the morning, you're not going to wake up condemned like you've been doing every morning. You're going to wake up with the peace of God. The Word of God is going to be your best friend.
from this day will I bless you. From this day will I bless you. If that's you, would you raise your hands? In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, every devouring spirit that's sent to steal sacrifices off the altar, every vulture that hell has sent, wiping away everything the people have done, every person that's been faithful with their tithing and their offering, that hell is cursing them every time they give, telling them not to do that. Don't do that. You need that. Shut their mouth, first of all, in the name of Jesus, and blindside this person with a blessing from God that they never knew was coming the entire time they've been being faithful. That's that's already on the way. I feel like I'm speaking something that's already moving before I spoke it. It was already coming in the room before I said it. I just opened the doorway. It's already in the room. The blessing of God is going to blindside some people that never knew was coming because you've been faithful. I said you've been faithful. And the glory that needs to get back in your house. And that every spirit is removed. Lord Jesus, open up every door, every window, every vent, every avenue, every channel that angels move in and go through. And right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the people that need glory back in their house, the first thing I pray is that when they get home, your presence is there, and that your holy angels meet them at the door. And whether they see them or not, the angels will walk in the house with them with their swords drawn, letting the house know, and any spirit that would try to come back, that there is something new in town, and you're not going to take this family like you've been taking them. For the glory of the Lord shall be your re-reward. Let the glory of the Lord invade the houses right now. Let the let the Shekinah presence of God move into their house right now, above their bed, in their living room. Now, would you grab your neighbor's head because I'm going to pray for the church? Because you said, Lord, the glory of the latter house would be larger in number, in intensity, in sound, in importance as it is in this building and someone has spoken to you because I heard you tell me that there's a lot of noise being made here and they spoke it negatively against you and this people. But you hear me. The noise that's about to come from this city in this revival will be louder than any noise that's ever come from that person's mouth or that person's congregation. And every person that's resisted this church's growth and spoken negatively online against this church. They'll be asked by God to repent. 
in their private prayer time. The Lord will bring it to their minds to repent for what they've spoken against your people. And if they repent, God will forgive them. But if they do not repent, the judgment of God will come upon them. Because when God has chosen you, it does not matter what human... For the glory of the latter house, Shikala Boshataya, will be greater than of the former. It'll be larger in number, larger in intensity, larger in sound, and larger in importance. You came where nobody wanted to come. So God's going to send you the people everybody wanted to come to their church. You went somewhere, and despite what Satan said, and despite what Satan did, you had no clue that in this town, there is a channel where the spirit world goes through. You think you're in the middle of nowhere when it comes to people, but in the spirit world, you're in the middle of a channel that spirits come left and right, in and out constantly of this city. God didn't make a mistake when he sent you here. He knew you were strong enough to handle the spirit world. That's why I raised up your boys to be warriors, because he knew they weren't going to a little town, have a cute little church they were going to a revival hot place where warfare was constantly going and the people that you need in your army God is working on them right now they're in their homes they're lost as can be but God is breaking their walls down and they're slaves to Satan but they will be soldiers for Jesus and you will train them and you will lay your hands on them and you will anoint them and they will be dangerous and they will be powerful and they will threaten hell and God will get the last word. Somebody clap your hands. God is with you. God is with you. God is with you. His spirit is among us. Fear you not. Fear you not. Fear you not. Fear you not. That's what the angel told Mary when Jesus was inside of her. Fear you not. Don't be afraid. you got something inside you that's more powerful than anything outside of you. Don't worry about it, Shadrach. No matter how hot the fire is outside, you got a fire boiling on the inside that can take care of that. Don't worry about the lions, Dan, that you've already prayed about in your bedroom. Everything that could come against you is weaker than the things you possess as of right now. No weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. Because the people prospered through the prophesy of Haggai. And an old preacher texted me a few weeks ago, and I've been trying to say it every day. He said, say this every day in your life, and you'll see God do stuff. And I've been saying it every day that I can. 
Because the writer in Psalms said this, let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So every day when the devil tries to attack me, whether it's under my breath when I'm driving or in my deepest moment of prayer, I say, let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. And every time I say it, I can't be depressed. I can't be oppressed because I've just spoken life over the death that was sent at my spirit and sent at my mind. And when the devil sends death at your spirit and at your mind and at your heart, you can't sit there and dwell on it because you enter depression. You'll enter anxiety. You'll enter fear. And you'll lock yourself up and become a hostage to his voice. When you hear those things coming, you've got to open up your mouth immediately. Whether you've got goosebumps, tears, or nothing at all. Whether you're by yourself in the car, in the prayer room, or whether you're around people in the store. And you've got to boldly declare, let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure. God loves it when I'm blessed. God loves it when I make it. God loves it when I come through. I just gave you a key right there. And the people prospered through the prophesying of somebody that would step up and was just not going to take what they saw as the answer. 16 years, the building was going nowhere until somebody walked in and said, God's with us. God's spirit's here. The glory's going to be in the house. The ladder shall be great in the former. He's going to give us peace. He's going to bless us from this day forward, for he has chosen us. And the Bible said when he said that, they finished it. There's only one thing that I know, and that is that you cannot stop the Word of God. You cannot stop the Word of God. It has been scientifically proven that there are frequencies when you speak. There are frequencies in sound that can be detected on meters and all this sort of thing. And there are frequencies that the human ear cannot even hear. That's easily, there, there, there are frequencies that are out there that, that you and I do not have the ability to hear. There are frequencies that even can, that, 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 that the meters and all of the tech equipment are not able to actually even establish. Here is what I have been told. Now, I'm not a scientist to be able to, 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 to lay this out in grand detail for you. But when a word is spoken, that it is spoken into the atmosphere, and that once that a word has been spoken, that it absolutely never stops traveling the sound continues and continues and continues that means what was spoken tonight what was spoken tonight it went through the walls it went into the atmosphere and human does not even have the ability to stop what God has spoken into your spirit tonight now, are you going to receive it in the name of the Lord? You need to just throw your hands in the air and just say yes to the Lord. You cannot stop it. The enemy cannot stop it. You cannot stop it. Man cannot stop it. For the word of God has come forth. God has spoken. Just say yes to him right now. Say yes to him right now. Everybody in the room ought to have your hands raised toward heaven. There's some of you that need to say yes to the peace that God has spoken into your home.
that he has spoken into your life, the restoration that has been spoken over you tonight. Just say yes to him right now. Just say yes to him now. Just say yes to him now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My, 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 my. Somebody ought to just thank the Lord. Somebody ought to just thank the Lord for the word that's come forth tonight.